Seems like everyone tells you to plan ahead and to work hard and you'll never get ahead in life unless you do. But if God's sovereign and if God's in charge and if he directs our steps, then what difference does it make? Whatever he wants to get done is going to get done. So why in the world should I plan ahead and what difference do my choices actually make? Sure seems like the more spiritual approach would be just to let go and let God, just to trust him and whatever I feel like doing at the moment, well, you know, God knows the future and I'll just trust him. Well, Proverbs has some wisdom on that. Hey, my name is John Whitaker, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. On the Bible in Life, what we try to do is uh, take a teaching from Scripture and talk about it in everyday life, set it in the context of everyday life to help you follow Jesus in your everyday life. It's what I call blue jeans theology. And so I am glad you're joining me on this episode. Uh, Thanks for being here. The Bible in Life is part of an overall online Bible teaching ministry that is made possible by the generous support of people like you. And so thanks a ton to those of you who make this ministry possible by your generosity. Now, over the last handful of weeks, we have been looking at the book of Proverbs, really just to give you an idea of how the book works and how to read it well. And so we've looked at what kind of literature it is and what's the nature of biblical wisdom that's grounded in reality. And then last week, we uh, gave a little bit of a review and then looked at one specific topic, the topic of Uh, words and speech. This week, I want to look at one other topic, and then we'll just wrap up our series from there, because I feel like I've given you at least enough that you can engage with it and wrestle with it for yourself. So just by way of reminder, the Proverbs are particularly short little pithy statements that those kind of Proverbs are general principles. They make an observation about life, and out of that, describe the way things typically or usually work. They don't offer promises or guarantees of the way things have to work or describe the way things always work, just the way things usually work. And one of the the results of that is that sometimes you get Proverbs that are almost exactly opposite. In fact, in Proverbs 26, you get a pair like right next to each other, Proverbs 26.4, Proverbs 26.5, right next to each other that are almost opposite. Listen to Proverbs 26.4. It says this, do not answer a fool according to his foolishness or you will be like him. So don't do it. Don't answer a fool according to his folly because you then might become like him if you start engaging with him and talking with him and doing that sort of stuff. On the flip side, verse 5, the very next verse says, answer a fool Uh, as his foolishness deserves, so that he will not be wise in his own eyes. So don't answer a fool according to his folly or answer a fool uh, according to his folly. Which is it? Should you or shouldn't you? Well, it's both. And it takes wisdom to discern in which circumstance, which situation each is appropriate. So sometimes it's appropriate to, you know what, I'm just not going to engage with this foolishness. Other times it's like, I need to actually correct this person so that he's not wise in his own eyes. And it's going to take a little bit of wisdom to sort that out. Well, because the Proverbs are these short statements, they can't say everything about a truth in one statement. And so you get kind of this variety. You get maybe sometimes tension. You get ones that seem to say one thing and one that seems to say something different. And it takes wisdom to sort that out. And one little place this shows up in the book of Proverbs is on the emphasis of planning and hard work, and yet recognizing that God's in charge. In fact, I received this question 
via email early on in our Proverbs study. And the question is this, how do we reconcile the tension between planning and setting goals and hard work with the commands to live one day at a time and trust God to lead and provide for us? So let me just look at one proverb and then we'll work down through a handful of others to flesh this out. Because I think Proverbs 16, 9 actually in some ways articulates this tension and shows us the balance and thus gives us some much needed wisdom on this subject. Here's what Proverbs 16, 9 says. The mind of a person plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Proverbs 16, 9. Notice that, that there's this interplay between the activity of a person and the oversight of God. The person plans his way. He plans which way he's going to go. He plans uh, the direction that he wants to take. And yet, the proverb says, the Lord ultimately directs the steps he's going to take. There's this, this interplay. Uh, it's a tension. From, oftentimes, from our vantage point, it seems like it all is on us. We've got to work hard and plan ahead and be diligent and all that. But God is involved in directing the outcome. And so the Proverbs emphasize the importance, on one hand, of planning and hard work. Here's some Proverbs that emphasize that. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4 says, Poor is the person who works with a lazy hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Like, there's more likely that you're going to have enough uh, to pay the bills if you're diligent and you work with a, a diligent hand, right? Or Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy hand will be put to forced labor. Or Proverbs 13, 4. The soul of the lazy one craves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is made prosperous. All of these emphasize that in in order to get ahead, you're going to have to be diligent. In order to have enough, you're going to have to work hard, right? That's the contrast being made in those sets of Proverbs. In fact, there's this classic proverb in Proverbs chapter 6 about planning and hard work. And it says this, go to the ant, you lazy one. Old translation said, go to the ant, old lazy bones. Observe its ways and be wise. Which, even though they have no chief or officer or ruler, the ant prepares its food in the summer and gathers its provision in the harvest. How long will you lie down, O lazy one? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And then your poverty will come upon you like a drifter and your need like an armed man. Uh, this one is emphasizing the importance of like, look at the ant. They gather, they work hard, they're constantly on the move. And yet you, O lazy one, you're laying around and sleeping and you never get up and you never do anything. And it's just a general observation about life. We know this. People who never get out of bed, they can't keep a job, they can't get to work on time, they don't make any effort to find a job, right? Like, life just doesn't go super well for people like that. General observation. Proverbs 21 brings this all together. It says, The plans of the diligent certainly lead to advantage, but everyone who's in a hurry certainly comes to poverty. They're hasty, they don't plan ahead, they don't think, they just want to get... Quick, you know, rich quick. They try simple little things and trying to get ahead. It just doesn't work out, right? But if you're diligent over the long haul, then you're going to have an advantage. That's Proverbs 21.5. Now, the Proverbs emphasize this, uh, this facet of life. Like, it's important to be diligent and to work hard. But 
The Proverbs also remind us, as we saw in Proverbs 16:9, that God is ultimately in charge, and so our outcomes in life aren't guaranteed. We must entrust the outcomes to Him. So, another proverb from Proverbs 16, commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. So plan, be diligent, but entrust those things to the Lord. Commit your works to the Lord and let Him be the one that establishes them. Or Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it's the purpose of the Lord that's going to stand. So you have your plans, you have your ideas, you have what you want to achieve, but ultimately it's the God, it's God's purpose that's going to last, that's going to be established, that's going to stand. And this is why Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, a classic and well-known proverb, this is why Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says what it says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. And so there's this interplay, this tension, this balance between planning ahead, you know, like the ant. Uh, making your plans in the summer, right? Working ahead, storing things up, and yet at the same time, trusting the Lord and committing your plans to the Lord. We're not ultimately in charge. God is. And God, uh, in his sovereignty and the way he's designed the world and the way he's designed humans to operate, God has vested us as human beings with a certain amount of authority and a certain amount of agency and thus expects us to act. And so the the operational fabric of the world is that human beings must plan, must be diligent, must work hard. Um, we must seek counsel as we make plans. We must make wise choices and we must be diligent and hardworking, not slack and lazy. That's just going with the grain of the universe. We have to do that. And yet at the same time, we are not completely or ultimately in charge. God is. And so we, even though we work hard and make our plans, we must operate under him, under his authority, uh, uh, under his purposes and plans, kind of yielding our plans to him and entrusting our plans to him. And so we must learn to operate in sync with his purposes and his will. And then we must trust him for the outcomes knowing that ultimately he's the one that directs the course of our life. And most of us can see that as we look back over the course of our life, we can realize, oh, kind of the Lord directed me to this, right? He's the one that ultimately directs the course of our life. And so the mind of the man plans his way, but the Lord directs his path. Um, James, the New Testament author, which is his book in the New Testament, is sometimes called the wisdom book of the New Testament. He actually paints a pretty good picture of this in James chapter 4. This is what he says, James 4, 13 and following. He says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we're going to go to such and such a town. We're going to spend a year there and make trade and make a profit. Notice they're planning ahead. Proverbs says that's a good thing, right? Plan ahead and be diligent. So these guys are planning ahead. On one hand, that sounds like it should be good, but here's what James continues to say in verse 14. And yet, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. What's your life? For you are like a mist that appears for a brief time and then it vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live or do and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. So, to him who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. What's James getting at here in James chapter 4? 
Well, you could check out the listener's commentary for all the details. I've got a commentary on the listener's commentary on James, and it'll explain all the details of this passage. But in a nutshell, what James is telling us for our purposes here in our study of Proverbs is that it's appropriate to plan. Notice he says, you should say, if the Lord wills, we'll live or do this or such, right? Like, it's appropriate to plan ahead. James isn't condemning that. It's appropriate to work hard and make our plans and all of that. But we need to do it under the purposes of the Lord. We need to do it under the authority of the Lord. We're not supposed to be presumptuous in our planning and our goal setting as if we can know the future and control the future and thus guarantee the outcome. And that's the problem with this imaginary person and what James says. He is just confident. He just it's like he's offering a guarantee. Today or tomorrow, we're going to go to such and such place. We're going to spend a year there and we're going to engage in business and we're going to make a profit. He's focused on the outcomes and he's trying to guarantee the outcomes. And the fact is, is we can't do that. So we plan ahead. We work hard. We do our things. And yet we have to commit our plans, as Proverbs told us, to the Lord because God is finally in charge. And so we look to God and his will as we make our plans. We entrust our plans to him. We entrust our work to him. And then we trust him for the outcomes that he deems wise and best. As Proverbs 16:9 told us, the mind of a person plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Now, there are all sorts of proverbs like these simple little proverbs that offer uh, a boatload of wisdom for life. And so I highly encourage you to spend some time reading through and thinking on and reflecting on the Proverbs. There are, there's wisdom not only about things like we've already addressed, the tongue and work and planning. There's wisdom about um, money and spending. There's wisdom about seeking advice in life. There's wisdom about anger. Uh, there's wisdom about relationships. And so Proverbs has just a host of these short little one-off statements or sometimes a pair of statements that, that offer insight and observations on a number of these topics. And so as we wrap up our series on Proverbs, my encouragement to you is uh, just to take some time and let Proverbs teach you wisdom in the way of life. Uh, let Proverbs form within you a worldview rooted in the very wisdom of God. And yet at the same time, recognize the Proverbs don't say everything that could be said on the topics they address. And so sometimes you get these opposites. Sometimes you don't. That's why you get some of the other wisdom books in the Old Testament. Uh, Ecclesiastes offers some counterpoints to Proverbs. The book of Job offers some counterpoints to Proverbs. And so, because Proverbs are these short sayings, they don't say everything. And so we have to use wisdom in how we apply the Proverbs. All right, thanks for tuning in to this episode and listening to this series on Proverbs in the Old Testament. And again, thanks to those of you who make this ministry possible by your generous support. And if you want to join the team of supporters, you can swing over to johnwhitaker.net, click the Give button, and it'll take you to a page where from there you can set up a monthly recurring donation or a one-time donation. All those donations are received in partnership with an umbrella organization called World Family Mission, which is sort of a clearinghouse for donations to independent ministries like this one. So thanks a ton for your support. May God bless you for it. May you walk in the way of wisdom as you seek and serve and follow Jesus. 
I look forward to talking with you again next week.